Welcome to another episode of The Impolite Psychologist. So this title, so the title of today's episode, What Other People Think of You Is None of Your Business, is one of my favorite sayings. Because it's the idea that we don't have control over other people or what they think or what they do. And today's episode is about the idea of locus of control. Locus of control is a concept that we talk about in psychology a lot. And a lot of people have done studies on locus of control. Now, Wikipedia does a nice job of defining what locus of control is. It is the degree to which people believe that they, as opposed to external forces beyond their influence, have control over the outcome of events in their lives. It's the degree to which people believe that they can affect change as opposed to something outside of themselves affecting change in their life. So that might be for someone who is struggling with schizophrenia, say, it's the voices who are controlling me and my life, and I don't know what to do because they tell me to do things I don't want to do. Okay, so that is the idea that someone outside of themselves is controlling their life. And you might hear this in other people saying something like, I couldn't get a job because the economy was bad at the time, or you know something to the effect of outside forces influencing what a person is able to do rather than they themselves having control. So I hear this a lot, especially since the beginning of the pandemic or even before that, I heard people talk about mental health and how something must be done about mental health and somebody must do something about mental health. And a lot of people like to talk about doing something about mental health. And yet I see very few people actually doing something about mental health. It's something that everybody believes is beyond their control, that someone else needs to do something about it. Maybe a politician needs to pass a law or get it on the ballot that we should do something about mental health. But I think the reality is, is that very few people are, first of all, internally doing anything about mental health, but then to ask them to go out there and affect change on other people is asking way too much. So this is really a discussion about that. The difference between people who have a sense that they can control outcomes and people who have a sense that somebody else controls outcomes. And so I see this a lot. I see a lot of people getting nervous nowadays about accidentally using somebody else's wrong gender pronoun. And then they end up feeling nervous about it, feeling embarrassed that somehow they were supposed to know what they didn't know. And 
this just kind of reminds me of growing up my whole life. My first and last name look like something else if you glance at them on paper. In my whole life, people have gotten either one or both of my names wrong. And I could be upset about that and expect other people to change and be smarter or look more closely or listen to me better. But the fact is, is that people don't. They just kind of do whatever's easiest and that's how it goes. And my name gets pronounced incorrectly a lot. So what does this mean for me? I have an option here. I can correct them and let them know the right way to pronounce my name. Or sometimes I can just let it go because who cares? It's a stranger. I'm probably not going to see them again. It doesn't matter. But either way, I look at it as if I want to affect change about the way people handle the pronunciation of my name, I probably need to do something in order to affect that change rather than expecting other people to be better about things for me. Now, the whole reason I'm talking about this is because I feel like a lot of people have this external locus of control thing going on where they look at the world and they expect that somebody outside of themselves is supposed to do something in order to make things better, whatever that means. But I think we see that a lot in how much stock people put in politicians. Now, personally, I think all politicians are full of shit and all they're trying to do is sort of get ahead in their careers and they don't have any internal compass whatsoever morally except for how do I get reelected? That's my personal feeling about it. Now, when people vote for politicians and hope that somehow a politician is going to make the world a better place or change things so that that person's life will somehow get better. That's kind of an external locus of control. On the one hand, yes, you're casting a vote. So you feel like you have the ability internally, having an internal locus of control to affect the election, which is right on. But then to expect a politician to make the world a better place is a whole other thing completely. And I think it's this waiting for someone else to make it better that is the trouble, that not enough people are taking things into their own hands nowadays. And it's gotten so far out of control that we have people talking about triggers all the time when another person makes them feel uncomfortable in the slightest. Any sort of anxiety provoking interaction with another person, somehow that gets labeled as the other person's fault instead of 
I need to internally manage my own emotions when interacting with difficult people. That's kind of where it should be if you have an internal locus of control, not the other person has to change their behavior in order for me to feel better. And if they don't do so, they're the bad guy and it has nothing to do with me. So I saw this interesting documentary recently that was about a business that had been started for guys getting out of prison, a place for them to work, a restaurant for them to work in after they get out of prison. And the idea is that when you get out of prison, you know, you're a convicted felon, you don't have a whole lot of employment options. And the other issue that they pointed out in the documentary was that people who are convicted felons are not supposed to be interacting with other people who are convicted felons. And so this sort of creates a problem for programs like this, but I, I'm guessing they found their way around it because the program does exist. Now, this is a great idea for recidivism rates. Now, recidivism is the tendency of a convicted criminal to re-offend. And so there is a lot of work that is being done for people who are getting out of jail, getting out of prison in order to make sure that they do not re-offend. Great idea, right? Let's rehabilitate and get people on track to become part of society again after they've been locked up. However, what I thought was really interesting is the way that these particular guys spoke about recidivism. They talked about it as being almost like an entity that could take them over and that it sounded like it was outside of them. They spoke about it as recidivism is a real problem in our society and it can overtake you at any time. And it was just sort of a weird way of talking about this concept because again, the definition is the tendency of the individual who is convicted of a crime to re-offend. But they spoke about it like it was something outside of themselves. They spoke about it almost like, if I don't watch out, it's gonna come get me, this recidivism thing. It's gonna come and get me and overtake me. And I thought it was so interesting because really that's almost like taking something that is internal and making it external. And again, it's relying upon other people to make it better. And thankfully, there is a program that does make it better. But in the absence of that, then what? My thought is, isn't the idea of going back to prison motivating internally in order to stop people from reoffending? And perhaps the answer is, it's not.
And so I think that's something to be taking a look at. Now, I'm always looking at this sense of internal or external locus of control when I'm doing couples therapy. As an outsider looking in, people come into couples therapy because something has gone terribly wrong. And let's just take the example of someone who has cheated on their spouse or their partner. Now, an outsider might look at that and say, oh my goodness, that poor man, his wife went out and cheated on him and didn't care about the kids or how he felt or any of that stuff. She was being selfish. Oh my goodness, that poor guy. And so, yeah, I think we can all agree that that sucks when that happens to somebody. But then when we're doing couples therapy, the other side of that is what part did the man play in creating the dynamic that led to this? And maybe he was absent emotionally or physically, or maybe it wasn't that at all, but just that when he saw the red flags in his wife, like her hiding her phone or changing her passwords or something like that, and his alarms were sounding on the inside, he chose not to check it out. He chose to give her the benefit of the doubt or more importantly, be in denial about it because ultimately it would mean a really huge shakeup in the marriage. And so I'm not saying that it's his fault that his wife cheated on him. What I am saying is that everybody plays a part. Everybody does have some piece of internal control in all of these situations. And it doesn't have to be such an obvious example. I mean, I think that any time that people are in romantic relationships in which just basically one person doesn't treat the other person well, although that's not very nice and they shouldn't be doing that, it's the other person who stays knowing that they are not being treated well, knowing that they're not a high priority, knowing that they are being treated as a second-class citizen and they are staying anyway. What's going on internally is that the person who is being treated this way somehow inside doesn't believe that they deserve any better. And so it is on them when they notice that they are being treated poorly by their partner to work on themselves and figure out why. And most of us as therapists can attest to the fact that when somebody comes in for therapy, no matter what the presenting problem is, no matter why they are there, if they are also simultaneously in a relationship in which they are not being treated well, usually as they get better, they will find a way out of the relationship, which is a really good thing. They've discovered that they can and will do better. And when they figure that out, 
they're out the door. Now, this is sort of the problem with people who have an external locus of control. People who believe that everything that happens to them is somebody else's fault. Because things are not easy for people who believe this way. Their life is not easier blaming other people. In fact, it's a lot harder. So there's something that we encounter in therapy, we call it secondary gain. And that is the idea that people will want to stay mentally ill on some level or continue to have their psychological problem because they're gaining something from it. Maybe it means they're gaining sympathy from a parent who normally doesn't have time for them. Or maybe it means that their friends are all gathered around listening to whatever problems they might have. Or sometimes it can be as simple as a client who's not ready to leave therapy and they need to kind of stay where they are emotionally so that they don't get better and have to leave the therapeutic relationship. And we see that a lot. The problem is in order to stay sick, you might have to create problems that are in the control of other people. So it's like this, I'm always stressed out because my boss is a terrible boss or because the job I do is eternally stressful and there is no way for me to get out of it or I have no choice but to deal with my ailing mother who treats me like garbage and I am the only caretaker, right? That, now, these are real situations. Somebody else outside of themselves might be doing things wrong. But when we're talking about internal locus of control, we're talking about the ability for you to see the landmines and the other people and sidestep them and get around them and handle them the best way that you can, given the circumstances. And so if all of your problems in your life are because somebody else did this to you, your only hope at that point is for somehow the other person to suddenly have awareness and work on themselves and thus treat you better. Now, I do see this a lot, particularly in couples, because I will get one partner coming to therapy and the other partner not doing any work on themselves. And the partner who's coming to therapy is looking at the person who's at home saying, I just need him or her to get better. I just need them to realize A, B, or C. And when they realize that everything will get easier for me because that's my only problem, what they're doing or their attitude, the reality is that the other person may never realize anything and may never get better at all. I mean, how many people do you know who engage in bad behavior 
and apologize profusely for it, only to engage in the same bad behavior again later. And to continue to apologize and continue to say that they're going to work on things and then they don't. And that's the reality, that we have no control over what other people do, what other people work on, how other people inevitably treat us. The only thing that we ever have control over is how we view it and how we need to change our behavior in order to deal with other people. This becomes especially important for people who are dealing with toxic or dysfunctional family members. There is absolutely nothing you can do in order to change the other person. And I see people try all the time. I'm going to pay for therapy sessions for my brother because he just needs to get it together. Or I'm going to send, I've had everybody send family members. I've even had bosses send their employees to come to therapy with the hopes that somehow if I fix them psychologically, everything will be easier for everybody else. And the reality is if somebody doesn't want to be fixed, they can show up every week to therapy and do absolutely nothing to work on themselves. And as I've said before, I usually inevitably end up kicking these people out of therapy because I feel like I'm just robbing the family members of money and I'm not actually doing any kind of work or making any kind of progress. And so to wait for other people to get better or notice you or understand you or make you feel better on the inside is a wait that's going to take far too long. Think of it this way. The time it takes between a politician having a bill, creating a bill and passing it through the House and Senate and then it being enacted into law is about two years. And this is usually when everybody unanimously agrees that it's a bill that should be passed. Now think about it this way. If you want somebody else to make you feel better, how many years do you think it's going to take for them to see you recognize their bad behavior and turn it around and make you feel better? How long are you willing to wait for this? This is the problem with what I see as sort of a victim mentality right now in our society is that everyone is waiting for somebody else to do something for them so that they can feel better, whatever that means. Do not wait for rude people to get nicer, for crazy people to get sane, or inconsiderate people to suddenly become considerate. Do not wait for this to happen. Do not wait to manage your emotions internally. Recognize that you're going to come up against a lot of adversity in your life. And most of it is other people. And other people are not going to make you feel better. You have to do something inside of yourself 
to sidestep people and make yourself feel better. No one's going to do that for you. No one is going to save you. No one is going to take care of you. You have to do this for yourself. And so maybe that means it's time to take a look at your uncomfortable relationship or the person who stresses you out the most and think about what kind of steps you need to take inside of yourself in order to protect you from that person. Maybe that means it's time to go to therapy. Maybe that means it's time to get out of a relationship. Maybe it means it's time to turn off the news. Maybe it means it's time to stop listening to the politicians. Maybe it means you have to go out there and start acting on your own behalf in order to feel like you have some internal locus of control. Maybe you need to protest. Whatever it is, you have to find it inside of yourself to feel better and to take care of the emotions on the inside. Be well and thank you for listening.